Welcome to The Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. In today's episode, Princess Isabel's plans for the day are disrupted by pouring rain, for when she and her friends play hide-and-seek in the castle, Aura the Unicorn disappears, which is the start of a very unexpected adventure. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Hamlet. Princess Isabel's Rainy Day Princess Isabel woke up and jumped out of bed, put on her adventure clothes and braved sliding all the way down the longest banister on her way down to the breakfast room. When she got there, Queen Mummy was huddled in a blanket and King Daddy had a dressing gown on over his clothes. They were both eating hot, steamy porridge. There was a bowl laid out for her and she grabbed it, took a seat and began to eat. Queen Mummy looked at her clothes. Good morning, darling. I'm afraid there won't be any adventures today. Look outside. For the first time that morning, Princess Isabel looked out the window. It was raining, but that didn't seem a dramatic enough word. It was pouring, bucketing, tipping, sloshing, splashing, heaving down with rain. Princess Isabel sighed. It looked like Queen Mummy was right. After her porridge, she went down to the entrance hall and looked out of the windows, hoping that the sun would come out. But it didn't. Just then, there was a knock on the door. She opened it and outside stood a sopping wet unicorn and a drenched hair. Ulred the unicorn's stable has a leak, Harriet the hare explained, rushing into the castle, followed very closely by Ulred the unicorn. And my burrow has turned into a swimming pool in all of this rain. What shall we do, Princess Isabel? I don't know, Princess Isabel said a bit grumpily. I suppose we'd better get you dry first. Princess Isabel went and found two giant towels. And Harriet the hare snuggled up in one while Princess Isabel got to work drying off Ulred the unicorn. It was quite hard work and actually quite funny, so quite soon they were all a lot more cheerful. They went to the kitchen and Cook had some more porridge for all of them. And after that they were all happy, warm and dry. Right then, Princess Isabel stood and looked at the others. I suppose we'd better find something to do in the castle as we can't go out. Any ideas? Ulred the unicorn made a noise and Harriet the hare translated. Ulred wants to race up and down the halls and see how fast he can go. Remembering that Ulred the unicorn could go very, very fast, Princess Isabel wasn't sure about this. I don't think Queen Mummy and King Daddy would like that very much, but how about we play hide and seek? The others agreed quickly, and Harriet the hare was down to count first. Princess Isabel was excited because she knew lots and lots of very good hiding places in the castle and she ran off to find one of the best ones. A secret passageway, off a secret passageway, behind a big tapestry of an ancient battle. She hid there for a long time. Eventually, Harriet the Hare's little snuffly sound came and the hare found her. I had to follow your smell, the hare said. I didn't know about this passage. 
Harriet the Hare told Princess Isabel that she had found Ulred the Unicorn straight away. He had tried to hide behind a door, but he was too big. Princess Isabel thought playing hide-and-seek in an entire castle with only three of them might actually be a stupid idea. But when they got back to Ulred the Unicorn, he was pacing excitedly. He made a series of huffy noises to Harriet the Hare, who explained to Princess Isabel what he was saying. Ulred is very excited, and he wants to play again. He really wants to play again. Shall we do just one more round? All right, said Princess Isabel, who didn't have any better ideas of what to do anyway. I'll count. Maybe looking for the others would be a bit more fun than waiting for ages and ages to be found. She sat down in a big green chair in the entrance hall, closed her eyes and began to count. It was so difficult not to open her eyes to peek, but she kept them tightly closed all the way until she had counted to 30. She then opened her eyes and started to look. She didn't really think either of them would have hidden in the room she was in, but she had a look anyway. They weren't there. She started up the hall, looking behind every little table and into every cupboard. There weren't any secret passages along here, so she moved into the next room and looked all around, then the next, then the next. Then she heard a sort of scampering sound ahead of her and followed it. In the next room, there was a big orange sofa with lots of brown cushions, except that usually the cushions weren't moving. Princess Isabel went and grabbed one and shouted, Found you! Harriet the Hare, who had just been revealed, gave her a grin. I wanted to change my hiding place at the last minute. Always a bad idea. Let's go and find Ulred. Now the castle was a big castle. There were so many stairways and passages and corridors and rooms. But a unicorn is very big. So Princess Isabel and Harriet were pretty sure it wasn't going to take them long to find him. Especially as his hooves made a noise on the floor. And when he was inside, he very often banged his horn on things. But they couldn't find him. After a while, they had searched the whole castle and not found even a sign of him. They met at the top of the tallest tower, where they looked out of the window into the pouring rain, which pretty much meant that you couldn't see anything else. Did you check the treasury? Princess Isabel said, and Harriet the Hare nodded. Did you check the kitchen? Harriet the Hare asked, and Princess Isabel nodded. They decided to swap and search all the parts of the castle that the other one had last time, then meet back in the entrance hall. So they did. But when they saw each other, they still hadn't found him. Maybe he's gone outside, Harriet the Hare said. But Princess Isabel looked out of the window and shook her head. No way, it's much too wet. Hmm. Just then there was a scream from upstairs. The sort of scream that someone might make when they find a unicorn somewhere unexpected. Princess Isabel and Harriet the Hare looked at each other, then started to run up the stairs to where the scream had come from. They found Queen Mummy standing in a corridor, staring and staring at an old tapestry. A beautifully woven cloth with a picture of an old castle, lake and forest on it. 
Queen Mummy was staring at it very, very closely. When Princess Isabel appeared, Queen Mummy started to speak in a very slow voice. This tapestry used to hang in my castle when I was a little girl. I used to stare at it and imagine I was in that castle. I used to pretend I was swimming in that cold lake, climbing those tall trees. But I have never seen a unicorn in it before. Princess Isabel's heart began to beat faster. Queen Mummy pointed to a part of the tapestry and by the forest Princess Isabel saw a unicorn. It was a unicorn with a white body and rainbow hair. It had a long horn that, when she looked closely, seemed to have bashed into a tree. How strange, said Queen Mummy, that I never noticed that before. Then she turned around and walked away saying, All this rain does make one want cake, doesn't it? Princess Isabel was still too shocked to say anything. Wordlessly she picked up Harriet the Hare to inspect the tapestry and the Hare gasped. It's him, she said. It's definitely him. How did this happen? Princess Isabel put her down, then sat on the floor herself to think. I have no idea. It must be some sort of magic. Oh dear, she frowned. Then she stood up and looked at the tapestry again. She took the side of it and shook it vigorously. To her surprise, some cold air came from behind. She looked and there was a secret hollow in the wall, one she had never seen before. Ulred must have been trying to hide in here, she said, and was about to step in when Harriet the Hare called out, Stop! Princess Isabel looked down at her friend. We don't want you to go into the tapestry too. Let's try something else. Good idea. Princess Isabel found a chair on the side of the corridor and shoved it into the passage. Immediately it disappeared, and when Harriet the Hare and Princess Isabel checked the tapestry carefully, they could see that a small chair had appeared beside the castle. Princess Isabel gave a big sigh. Oh, what on earth are we going to do? She tried shaking the tapestry again and poking at Ulred the Unicorn and calling him loudly and everything she could think of. Nothing happened. We need help, she said. I'd say let's go and ask Wizardy Bizardy, but it would take us forever to get there without Ulred the Unicorn, and I don't really want to leave him. Nor do I, said Harriet the Hare thoughtfully, but I think we could get a message to him. I could ask the animals. Oh, good idea, said Princess Isabel. Harriet the Hare went downstairs to find an animal to pass the message on to, and Princess Isabel kept staring at the tapestry, wondering if she could find any clues. Soon Harriet the Hare came back. I saw a mouse, she said. It won't take too long for the message to get to Wizardy Bizardy. Still, they were a bit miserable. It was almost lunchtime, and Cook soon showed up with a sort of corridor picnic which they ate half-heartedly. Eating the foods that Ulred the Unicorn liked to eat made them miss him. 
after lunch, when they were both nibbling the remainders of the chocolate cake, which, though delicious, failed to lift their spirits, a funny smell wafted towards them. Is that... Princess Isabel started to say, but before she could finish, there was swirling green smoke all around them, an even stronger smell and a... And then Wizardy Bizardy was there in front of them. It worked, he said, obviously delighted. Then his face fell. Ah, but my lunch didn't make it. You can have some of ours, Harriet the Hare said quickly, but we really need your help. Ulred the unicorn is stuck in this tapestry. They told him everything that had happened and showed him Ulred the unicorn. I see, he said. Well, should be fairly easy to fix. Then he started to do some funny movements and say funny words. He tried one thing and then another and then another and there was no sign of Ulred. The only things that happened were a sudden flow of greenish water, another funny smell and the edge of the tapestry catching a light with some pink flames. Putting them out quickly, Princess Isabel suggested Wizardy Bizardy had some lunch and then tried again. I'm always much better at doing things after lunch, she said reassuringly. The wizard tucked into so many sausage rolls, cherry tomatoes, pies, salad, crisps and chocolate cake that Princess Isabel and Harriet the Hare thought he might never stop eating. Finally, he did. He tried to rescue Ulred the Unicorn again and again and again, but nothing seemed to work. He started to look rather sad. Right. Princess Isabel said, screwing up her face and thinking hard. We are going to get Ulred out of that tapestry. We just have to work out how. I know. Let's go to the library and see if we can read anything helpful. Wizardy Bizardy and Harriet the Hare both looked a bit more cheerful at that. Harriet said, I'll stay here to guard Ulred. I'll see you soon. Princess Isabel and Wizardy Bizardy went to the library, along the passages and up the stairs. Princess Isabel found herself hoping that she would just find Ulred the Unicorn in another hiding place where he had been all along, but she didn't. They got to the library. It was an enormous room that had started very small, but as books had been added it had been expanded and expanded. This meant it didn't make very much sense as a room or as a library. There were nooks and towers and book-lined tunnels, very tall shelves and circular shelves and piles of books everywhere too. Then there were strange things like huge glowing globes, strange statues and a giant open umbrella, which King Daddy said had once belonged to an ogre. It was magical and wonderful but quite difficult to find the book he wanted. Princess Isabel started to scan the titles, looking for anything to do with magic, unicorns or tapestries. Wizardy Bizardy stared helplessly around him, then furrowed his brow, rolled up his sleeve and began an enchantment. Princess Isabel looked around, feeling a bit worried, and he winked at her. I'm just calling all the useful books to us. Should should, should save us some time. That actually sounded like a good idea. Princess Isabel watched as puffs of coloured smoke erupted from where Wizardy Bizardy stood. 
Then there was a rumbling. It suddenly felt like the whole library was alive. The shelves were shifting and then the first book flew towards them. It flew quickly and heavily, hitting Wizardy Bizardy with a loud thwack. Before he even had a chance to say, Ow! Another one was coming and another and another. He looked terrified. Princess Isabel looked around her, then quickly grabbed the ogre's umbrella, leapt over to Wizardy Bizardy and shielded them both from the flying books. The books hit the umbrella like very heavy rain until gradually they stopped. After a few seconds, Princess Isabel lowered the umbrella. They were surrounded by a pile of books, a very big pile of books. Princess Isabel gulped. I suppose we'd better start reading. They read and they read. They looked through the indexes and the chapters and the pictures. There was plenty about the history of tapestries, about unicorns and about magic, but nothing, it seemed, about unicorns magically trapped in tapestries. All the while the rain poured outside, making the room dark, dreary and cold. Eventually, Princess Isabel dropped the last book and stared out into the water gushing down the window. Would they ever be able to save Ulred the Unicorn from the tapestry, or would he be stuck there forever? Just then, Princess Isabel heard Queen Mummy walk past outside. She was humming a song. And suddenly Princess Isabel had another idea. She jumped to her feet and chased after Queen Mummy so fast that she ran into her and they both toppled over onto the floor. When they had righted themselves, Princess Isabel began to talk, going so fast that her words were like the rushing rain outside. Mummy, you know there was a unicorn in the tapestry, well, I think it is Ulred the Unicorn, and he's got trapped, and I really need to get him out, but I can't work out how, and I've asked Wizardy Bizardy, and we've read all the books in the library, and I just don't know what to do, and he might be scared, and he can't be trapped in there forever. <gasps> but anyway, can you remember anything like this ever happening before, and what did you do? Queen Mummy pressed her lips together, furrowed her brow, and stared forwards. She was clearly thinking and remembering very, very hard. This is very strange, Princess Isabel. Her voice sounded a bit far away. I do remember something. When I was younger, I was sure that there was a tent of performers on the tapestry. They had a striped tent and there were jugglers and fire breathers. There were acrobats and dancing dogs and clowns. I loved them. But one night I camped outside and I took the tapestry and put it up as a tent. That night it poured with rain, just like it is now, and the next day when the tapestry was dry, the circus tent was gone. No one else could remember it, so in the end I thought that I had imagined it. Princess Isabel stared at Queen Mummy with her mouth wide open. Queen Mummy turned around and looked at her with a smile. A week later, a circus came to town with a striped tent and jugglers and fire breathers and acrobats and dancing dogs and clowns. I felt like I knew them. Princess Isabel was impressed. 
She didn't know Queen Mummy had ever camped outside, let alone had a magical adventure. But there were more important things to think about right now. So the rain set them free. Queen Mummy shrugged. I suppose so. Let's go and get that tapestry, shall we? Princess Isabel, Queen Mummy and Wizardy Bizardy walked purposefully down the corridor where they carefully took the tapestry down and half carried and half dragged it up to a courtyard near the tallest tower. For a moment they hung back in the doorway looking at each other. Even in these circumstances it wasn't fun to go out in the rain. But Princess Isabel stepped out first and the others came and they stretched out the tapestry and let the rain soak through it splatting on their heads and their arms and all over. They were very soon soaking. And then suddenly, the tapestry wasn't flat anymore. It was over the top of something huge, something that looked very much like Alred. As the unicorn shook the tapestry off his head, Princess Isabel leapt forward and threw her arms around his neck. And then she was crying, her tears mingling with the rain, and Harriet the Hare was hugging them too. Come on, you lot, let's get inside, Queen Mummy said, heading for the door and grabbing the chair that had come out of the tapestry too. When they were inside, they went to the tea room where there was a blazing fire, and Queen Mummy sent for some more warm towels. Ulred the Unicorn was telling them all, via Harriet the Hare, what it had been like to be trapped in the tapestry. He had been able to see and hear them, but not to move or talk. Queen Mummy folded up the tapestry and put it in a locked box and hid it in the dungeon so that it wouldn't trap anyone else. When they were dry, Wizardy Bizardy announced that he would magic up some afternoon tea, which he did with some success, except that everything was completely drenched in custard, which no one minded too much. They all settled down in the room and Princess Isabel asked Queen Mummy to tell them some more of the adventures she had had as a little girl and they spent the rest of the rainy day snuggled, warm and happy all together. The End Thanks for listening. Next week, Princess Isabel rides to the rescue when King Daddy can't get any pineapple for breakfast and encounters mythical beasts and angry hippos. Don't miss out. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to make sure you're the first to hear our brand new stories every week. <laughs>